What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Trigger warning. The following episode contains descriptions of graphic violence and adult language. Viewer discretion is advised. I'm Danielle. I'm Max. And each Wednesday, we crack open a bottle of wine and dive into some thrills, chills, and spills. This is Innocent Till Tipsy. Back by popular demand, we're looking at the Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard case again. (laughs) I'm really excited about this episode. Um, So I've kind of like organized the series. I now know kind of what I want to do with it. Um, So there will be more episodes. And I'm really excited that people were excited about my little quarantine side passion project. And we've got the um, court dates coming up soon. So very relevant case. Um, As usual, we're going to be basing everything we talk about today on the court documents between the couple. So as I always do, I encourage you all to go and look at the court docs, form your own opinion. We'll link down to Nick Wallace's website in the uh, description down below. Also, if there's any photos that we're not going to be able to add into the episode for whatever reason, um, they'll be on my personal Instagram. So you can go and check those out um, if you would like to. Um, But we're going to be looking into the very, very secret and very private wedding of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard that took place on his private island in the Bahamas in an extremely quiet ceremony. There was not many in attendance. Um, And to be honest with you, it's still hard to come up with information about what all happened um, in February of 2015. Before we Getting into that, we're celebrating. <laughs> bubbly. Yeah, we have bubbly for the wedding. Yeah. So we have two different bottles. So Max, what's your bottle? All right. I'll tell you. I got Mum um Mum Napa and it's Brute Prestige. So we were just talking champagne is actually from the champagne region. So yes, we know this is not champagne. This is sparkling wine. To us, same difference. Um, <laughs> to us poor folk. <laughs> um it's t- mine was twenty dollars a bottle and um, I'm excited because it says, well, I don't know that I'm going to taste all this in here, but it's white blossom aromas, creamy vanilla, citrus, stone fruit, and melon. So oh, like yeah. super different than all the normal other berry jammy, spicy things that we taste. Very nice. Mine, um, oh, yeah. I can't even pronounce the name of it. I thought it looked very Johnny Deppian, you know. With oh my the- gosh, it's like piratey. Very, right? <laughs> um, it's from Spain. It's uh, Segura v- Vudas. We'll put it up. We'll get Sasha to put it up. Um, It was about $29. um, And let me tell you what they say about it. I know it's fermented for like 24 months. The aging ends when the winery expert gives every bottle the magic touch with the last poignant and a shake of the wrist, which intensifies the contact of the lees with the wine and creates a more complex bouquet. I feel like that's like Salt Bay of wine or something. I know. So it's what? Yeah, it's 25% Chardonnay. Um and yeah, I don't see any like hints or of like what what you're gonna taste I'm gonna expect. Yeah, and there wasn't much information on the bottle itself. So we'll crack in and, and see. Have you opened yours yet? Um okay, no, because 
Last time we did something sparkly about <laughs> the cork at the ceiling. So I have a towel. We're going to try and do this the official way. Okay. Right. I'm ready. Tasha's like cringing. I'm cringing too. I should move my glass. <laughs> oh, got him. Oh, it didn't. It went. It, it, we're safe. Safe and sound. Oh, that's strong. Okay. Oh, and I have a funny thing. So, you know how last time I didn't have any champagne flutes? Yes. Okay. So, my friends are getting married. I don't know if you can see this. And this is like a, the misses of the champagne <laughs> glasses. So, I bought it as an engagement gift, like these engraved um, champagne glasses from Amazon. However, or flutes, excuse me. Um, from Amazon, the when they arrived, I didn't know. I didn't open it because I, I was stupid and I hadn't seen them for a while. They were going on trips. I was going on trips, so I didn't give it to them for like a month or two. And when I finally gave it to them, one of them was broken. And I can't even return it. So now the misses. I'm never getting married either. So this is just like, well, cheers to that. No. Cheers to that. Cheers to being single forever. We love it. But it looks pretty. all right. Oh, yours is pretty. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, you've got a flute too. I know. You need to put the ITT on it. Definitely chill your champagne. I don't know why warm champagne. What was I doing? Um, otherwise, it'd be really good. You know what's terrible is for the Chris Benoit episode, I did a little bit of bubbly by Chris Jericho, and I dare say it was better than this is. I don't think I taste. I It is like sweet. Well, dry, but okay. Citrus. I, yeah, this is like. It's. um. Not as drying though, which is nice because I hate when you get like the dry champagne. Oh, and it's like in the back of your <sighs> mouth, like yeah, yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, I would say this, this, uh, these tasting notes. Like when I think about that, I taste this. Yeah, citrus, creamy vanilla. Mm -hmm. I like it. This is great, and Thank this is you. twenty dollars. I mean, I'm not like a champagne connoisseur. I was gonna say like when we buy champagne, we buy Costco. So, um, I like this. It's twenty. $20 a bottle. All right. All right. I'm excited. Okay. I'm excited. So as we know from the last several parts of the saga and something that Max cannot get over, <laughs> oh, yeah. the couple entered into their marriage with no prenuptial agreement. What are you doing? What are you doing? That's crazy. Love. I guess. Crazy, I suppose. And it's especially crazy when you think about how the state of California has a law in place where a wife is entitled to 50% of the wealth accumulated by their partner really? um, during their marriage. Marital assets then? Yes. Wow. So, yeah. Kind of crazy. Now, Amber would claim in her first witness statement that she would have signed whatever Johnny had wanted in order to marry him. Hmm. So. Here's a quote from her first witness statement. Johnny's sister, Christy, Christy Dombrowski, we talked about her a little bit in the last one, um, had raised the idea of a prenup before our marriage. And I had repeatedly said I would sign whatever. I even hired a lawyer to draft one. But Johnny told me multiple times that he did not want a prenup. He said that if he ever saw a prenup, he would, quote unquote, rip it up and ask me repeatedly if I was sure that it was him or the end. It was him or the end? Yeah. So she'll bring that up a couple of times that he constantly would say, like, the only way out of the relationship was death. I think she's looking uh, from everything I've read, and she's the only one that kind of backs that statement up. It seems like when you're in a marriage, that's normally the only way out of a marriage. Then you've got divorce, too. But I feel like she's being a little dramatic with his wording because he even says it. There's in the the recordings when they are talking back and forth to each other, he um, 
she seems very stressed out about the relationship and how she's not sure if he's in it or not because he keeps quote unquote, um, what does she keep saying? He keeps splitting. Um, and by splitting, she means like literally this is in the recording. She talks about how, you know, he can't just keep leaving her whenever they get in an argument, they leave. And and he says, well, I have to leave. Like if things get physical, I got to go. Like I can't, yeah. you know, if you're going to get physically violent with me, I have to leave. And she's like, you keep splitting. Like, and then I feel like I have to like get a hotel room. And she says she can't afford a hotel room, which I'm like, LOL, Mira, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, it's just, that seems to be her. So he's often telling her in the recordings, like, no, this relationship for him is till death do us part kind of thing. Um, so I feel like that was just his way of kind of trying to make her feel more secure. But then again, that's my own, what I've interpreted after countless hours of listening to the audio of reading text messages, personal messages between the two. That's kind of what I've come up with, but this is interesting what her statement says for several reasons. I find it intriguing that if he was so abusive and controlling over the smallest things down to Amber's wardrobe, why didn't he insist on a prenup? Right. You know, like right. that's weird. And then the statement Amber keeps whenever she keeps bringing back to this like statement of like she would sign whatever for the prenup and everything. Um, and we'll come back to that statement more in the future. So keep it in mind, especially when we get to the Australia incident. I promise we're heading to Australia. Oh. Ronnie lost part of his finger, but you just need to have like a bit of backstory before we get there. Um now, Johnny's relationship with Amber created quite the rift between himself and his sister Christy who at the time was one of his managers. Oh, okay. Because did they, are, did Johnny also say he didn't want a prenup? So no, on the other hand, Johnny would claim that he wanted one, but she would refuse to sign one. Yeah. I was going to say, like, yeah. if he was so controlling, he would have made her sign one or not gone through with it. Yeah. So he's, and this was the argument that he says led like the, because he even tried to insist on a postnuptial, he said after. And um, the March 2015 incident is when he lost part of his finger. And he said that argument is what led to him losing part of his finger. We'll, we'll touch into that when we get into Australia. But I do find it interesting that this is such a huge issue, you know? Um, Johnny's friends even saying that they had tried to persuade him not to marry Amber without a, a prenup. So Johnny even texted one of his friends back saying, and I quote, I'm a grown fucking man and I will not be judged. I will do whatever I damn well please. Um, but please do tell your friends to get a prenup. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunate man. God. Ugh. And this decision, like, it seemed to have become an increasingly stressful argument between the two of them. This is a quote from Judge Nichols' verdict from the United Kingdom case. He said, another indication of Miss Hurd's resistance to an agreement was an email which Dr. Kip Kipper sent to Dr. Connell Cohen on the 27th of January, 2015. Now, this is interesting because the couple would get married, um, I believe, on February 3rd of 2015. So, this email is being sent out just mere days before they are about to say I do. Okay. Mm -hmm. So he texted Amber and JD have been fighting nonstop since he confirmed his need for a prenup on the way to the airport, going to Japan to, to promote his movie. And it's Mordecai. This isn't in the quotes, oh. but Mordecai was the movie he was okay. going to promote. She tried to push up the date of the wedding to avoid all of this. But the reality is he will need a prenup. 
if she fails to sign, they won't get married. But behaved, both behaved, excuse me, both behaved like super triple DD types. I don't know what that means. Do you know what that means? Triple DD types? I don't know what that means either. I don't know. But he says, complete with thrown coffee, attempts by him to storm the cockpit. And attempts by, oh yeah, and attempts by her to leave the plane when they were over the fucking ocean. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, that's crazy that you'd be that mad or trying to leave the plane. (laughs) With a parachute? (laughs) Like, just no plan. Right? And to this note, I just want to say, so... I know we're talking about really sensitive subject matter and um, Johnny was not the perfect victim when it comes to domestic violence. You just will never have a perfect victim when it comes to these things. Um, We will be reporting and discussing the facts of the case. I think we can all agree this was not a good marriage. I'm not saying they were toxic for each other or what have you, but this was not a good relationship. So John, um, And the reason we're discussing this is I personally feel, and this is my own personal statement, that there was one abuser in the relationship, and I feel it was not Johnny. But Johnny is also not perfect. No one is. So we just have to keep that kind of in mind when we're looking at this, because these are some of what people would consider your worst moments in a relationship, possibly the worst moments of your life. We're looking through like a horrible time between the two. So I just kind of wanted to put that out there because I know sometimes it can come off as just, we're just trying to discuss the facts and that was in their whole life under a microscope. I mean, yeah, like it's not going to be perfect. No, there's no way. Um, so, but even with that message (laughs) and what Dr. Kipper said in the message, it looks like they got married anyways with no prenup, with no prenup. So this was Amber's statement on her wedding. She, she kept it real short and sweet. So I'll, uh, read it out to you. Johnny and I got married in February of 2015. We fought on our wedding night over his drug use. He had lost weight and he would disappear into the bathroom for long periods during during the wedding. He was even more possessive than usual and he was just not making sense a a lot of the time. I tried to smile through it and entertain our guests, but I have never felt more lonely in my life. Now, What's so interesting about that statement mm-hmm. <laughs> is the invite I sent you last night. Um, <laughs> so there's a portion of their invite and itinerary. I didn't know if that was real. Oh, it was real. It was real. Um, I think that was real. I thought it was like a meme. No. <laughs> <laughs> so it says yeah. um, Amber and Johnny, 7 p.m. rehearsal dinner, dance party, and then drugs and music. I like that they itinerary. Like it's a part of the itinerary. Drugs and music to follow. I love it. Music to follow. Now, she was not only participating in the drug use during the wedding, but she'd scheduled it. You know, she she made sure to like just add it in there. Yeah. (laughs) Now, this is something that Johnny would testify in court. He was not aware of, like this little slip that went out to the wedding guests with drugs. So oh my God, she just like slipped it in an envelope and mailed it to a bunch of people. Yeah. So this is a little excerpt from the questioning between himself and his own lawyer during the United Kingdom. But I thought it was, I kind of chuckled when I read it last night. So I wanted to like add it in here. Um, so um, his lawyer, David Sherburn asked him, you have scheduled there. And if you go down to 7 PM rehearsal dinner, Johnny says, yes. And then the lawyer says, and after dance party and drugs and music. And then Judge Nichols says, 
I'm sorry, where is that now? (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Sherborne says 7 p.m. rehearsal dinner. And then if you look at the schedule for the weekend and then Judge Nichols says, ah, I see. Yes, there it is. Rehearsal dinner. So Mr. Sherborne says rehearsal dinner after dance party and drugs and music. And Judge Nichols says, yes. Mr. Sherburne says, so this is Miss Heard wanting to arrange for drugs for her friends as part of the weekend for wedding celebrations. Is that correct? Or is there some other arrangement? Johnny says, I am sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? And um, Sherburne says, is that correct? Or is there some other arrangement? And Johnny says, this is, I certainly did not see this at the time. I was not copied on this, but that seems like it was the plan. And then Sherburne says, <laughs> Was there drugs at the wedding or and the rehearsal dinner? And Johnny says yes, and then they move on. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. So he was Did aware. You get lost in the mail, Johnny. <laughs> Did you like, I wasn't aware. I don't know. Crazy. So, I love that he's aware that the drugs were present, but he didn't know they were on the itinerary for the evening. Like, I didn't know they'd be like serving them, but. I just want to know if it was like, have you ever seen his movie Blow? Yes. <laughs> they just have like like bowls of like cocaine out on the table for their party guests. Was it like that? I don't know. I know. But, I just envision like platters of um, champagne and then like platters of drugs. Right. <laughs> You're like, I'll pass on the meatballs and one of those and one of these. Yeah. And then like Amber saying that she wasn't, well, she omitted her own drug use in her statement. But to that point, there was also another portion of Judge Nichols' verdict I wanted to read for this. Um This is the quote. It says, Amber was asked about a note by Dr. Kipper, which appears to be part of an email or text in which Dr. Kipper said, also, I am confused. If you are convinced that all your problems between the two of you stem from his drug drug abuse, why would you have participated with mushrooms on the island during the wedding and ecstasy in Australia? Why are you serving drugs at your wedding if your <laughs> husband has a drug problem like, that, really? like, that you are saying is like, yeah, the problem. Right. Yep. Yeah. So it doesn't make any sense to me. So for some reason with this wedding, everyone wanted to be the wedding planner. So let's touch on this noise because this is where we get the I slap Rocky um, name. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, because I think I mentioned that to you. Like, there was a huge, like, wedding fight that things got physical. I don't know if you remember that. I think it was in part one we were kind of talking about that. that. There's so much drama. This was drama. This was drama before it got started. Like, oh, well, I mean, at this point in time, so we're in 2015. They've been together since, like, what, 2012? So there's already been some incidents. Like, I didn't even touch on some of them before the wedding. I mean, we can at one point, but it is crazy. So... 
Rocky, Raquel Pennington, who we've talked about at length, and Whitney Heard, Amber's sister, seem to be who were placed in charge of this insanity. So <laughs> Amber and her friends seem to, excuse me, it's the champagne. It's so bubbly. It's so bubbly. So Amber and her friends seem to just omit this event from their statements. Besides Rocky's ex-husband, or was her husband at that point in time, Josh Drew, who we kind of touched on before. He would cooperate this testimony. And this is Josh Richmond's statement. This is one of Johnny's friends. How many guests were at the wedding? I know you said it was a small crew, but were we talking like 10 or 50? Small for a celebrity wedding, 100? I'm not sure. The only way, like, so in Josh Richmond's, at the beginning of his statement, he says, I attended Johnny's wedding ceremony with Amber Heard in the Bahamas. It is a small island, and the number of wedding attendees was quite small. So Josh says, I remember that Amber, her sisters, and friends seemed inebriated or drugged out through most of the wedding weekend. The day before the wedding, Amber Heard's friend and member of her wedding party, Io Tillett-Wright, violently assaulted another member of her wedding party, Rocky Pennington. During an argument about the wedding details and who was essentially going to assume the role of wedding planner and carry out Amber's frivolous missives, they were all acting like a bunch of spoiled children, acting out this charade of a wedding at great expense to Johnny, who we all knew was more than coerced and shamed into proceeding with Amber's demand to be married before Johnny was to depart shortly to film abroad. Most of the wedding guests on this tiny island heard about the violent incident. During the weekend, unlike the rest of Amber's friends, I found Io clever and funny and got along quite well with him. After he beat up Rocky, a lot of guests were all hanging out at the bar. And I asked Io what happened. He laughed and said Rocky was being hysterical about the wedding planning, crying and carrying on. He offered the facts gladly that he physically assaulted Rocky. Io was laughing and gloating about this incident. I then gave Io a funny nickname based on the rapper ASAP Rocky. I slap Rocky. Many of the wedding guests and Io's girlfriend called Io I slap Rocky for the rest of the weekend. Io was quite proud of his, of this and seemed to find it hilarious like a badge of honor. Jeez, and that's her best friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I thought it was so interesting too that um the coerced like yeah. coerced Johnny into marrying her. Like I was like, that's a statement. Like geez. Yeah, that sounds pretty accurate. Like mm -hmm. Yeah, from like everything I every time I get in deeper into this, I'm always like, oh my God, I forgot how nuts it is. So, and that was one of Johnny's friends, um, but obviously he got along with Amber's friends that weekend too. Yeah. Um, Io would also kind of mention this incident as well. Like I said, the rest of them just omit it, but Io kind of talks about it. He talks about the wedding anyways. Um, he says in his witness statement that he was um, the best man and that Johnny had made a statement to him that now he could quote unquote punch her in the face and no one can do anything about it. Whoa. Punch you in the face. Amber. Io can punch anybody. It can slap Rocky and punch Amber. No, that now Johnny can punch Amber because he's married to her whenever he wants. Oh, geez. No. What? It doesn't even sound like him. No. Like, that's what's weird to me is it doesn't even sound like the way he talks. Like I, after reading all of like everything I've looked at and listening to him, I'm like, mm -mm. okay. So that's interesting. Yeah. Um, 
Side note on Io. Remember the last time we were talking about how he had had a falling out with the couple and had to move out of the penthouses because Johnny's housing a lot of Amber Heard's friends free of rent, right? right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So he kicks Io out and there was, it was because he had quote unquote cross boundaries, right? And I had kind of assumed, especially with what Johnny said in the May 21st incident of him saying like, now you can have her. I kind of assumed he'd cross boundaries sexually, but no, no, no. So one of, well, several of our listeners kind of pointed it out to me and reminded me I had totally forgotten about this incident. So let me tell you about this incident between IO and the couple. So um, IO created a campaign that was entitled We Are You. IO, as we talked about in one of the past episodes, is a trans man. Um, and uh, why can't I talk today? <laughs> But the goal for IO was to travel across the country photographing 10,000 people who identified anywhere on the LGBTQ plus spectrum. And the thought was to humanize the community for those especially who don't think they know an LGBTQ plus person. So it was a cool movement. Um, And Johnny actually supported this movement. And he even wore one of the shirts on the Ellen Ellen DeGeneres show that said, we are you. Um, You can see him like doing the interview with the shirt on. Right. So. In August, though, of 2015, so just a few months after this wedding in February, right, Io would make a post featuring a 15-year-old Lily Rose Depp on her back wearing one of the shirts, but the caption would create a media firestorm. I'm so proud of you, my baby girl, Lily Rose Depp. She de- she decided she wanted to be in at self self-evident project because she falls somewhere on the vast spectrum, and I couldn't be happier to welcome her to the family. She's a tiny gem of a very good human. Hashtag proud uncle. Hashtag we are you. So the media went nuts. It was assumed that Lily Rose Depp had come out as at least bisexual, if not gay. Um, and this was this photo was taken without Johnny and without Vanessa Paradis permission of their 15 year old mm-hmm. underage child. Mm-hmm. This photo was posted without anyone's permission, not even Lily Rose Depp's permission to IO's Instagram. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So Lily Rose, just about a year later, would tell Nylon Magazine, that was really misconstrued, that whole thing. A lot of people took it as me coming out, but that's not what I was trying to do. I was literally doing it just to say that you don't have to label your sexuality. So many kids these days are not labeling their sexuality. And I think it's so cool. It's yeah. So that's what shattered Johnny's relationship with IO was he had done this without his permission, without his daughter's permission and had put her in a really weird place with the media. Well, yeah. I mean, you can't be taking anyone's picture and posting it as part of a campaign without their consent. And then to do it to your friend without either parent like signing off on it or and obviously without her consent too, like you'd want everyone to feel comfortable with the messaging. And that's not even her message on top of it. Yeah, I feel like it was so clout chasing. Like you've got Johnny Depp's daughter and I just it's so dirty and it's so almost predatory. Like that's so creepy to me, but that's my own opinion. 
Um, but that's super creepy, like to, to take photos of a child like that to place. And then you're, you're trying to do all this activism for the LGBTQ community, something I'm a part of. And you're out here mislabeling people and misrepresenting people. Like I was so mad. Like a step in the opposite direction of what yeah. your campaign stands for. Exactly. Like, oh my gosh. So I was glad we like uncovered that because I had like totally forgotten about, and I don't even know how I'd forgotten about that, but my land. That's crazy. So this wedding would prove to be quite the divisive moment between the couple's relationships with each other, as well as friends and family. As we mentioned, Christy and Johnny's relationship was fractured because of his own relationship with Amber. Whitney Heard was also kicked out of the couple's home after she, when she'd been living with them, we talked about that kind of um, rent-free again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Amber, so it's weird. There's, of course, differing stories between each party. Johnny said that Amber believed that Whitney had tried to sell their private wedding photos. Meanwhile, Amber says that Johnny believed that Whitney had tried to sell their private wedding photos. Whichever it is, it doesn't matter because this led to a huge fallout between the couple and Whitney. This fallout lasted until Amber went to court last year. Whoa. So years. Yeah. And um, it will get into more because this is why Whitney got kicked out of the couple's penthouses and stuff would kind of transpire. One of, we'll get into that. There, One of her friends and her boss would have to testify in this case and we'll go through her testimony because it just proves there's a lot of lies going on in the herd sisters statements just in general, but Johnny's friends and um, relatives had their own, as we talked about with Christy, their own issues with him marrying Amber. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Um, So I did want to touch back on Josh Richmond. At the first part of his statement, he had said this. None of the few of Johnny's actual friends who attended were happy Johnny was marrying Amber, and we discussed it openly. The general view of his friends, which I shared, although we hardly knew the full details then, were that Amber Heard emotionally abused and tormented Johnny, cut him away from his real friends, and was emotionally cruel to him. He always seemed to live in fear of how she would act if he ever tried to break up with her. His friends, family, and I always felt he succumbed to Amber's demands and that he marry her for this reason, among others like it. Well, yeah, she's she's always, it seems like she's always threatening something. Yeah. And then there was an article written by Doug Stanhope um, that week that we talked about at length in part one and part two. Um, 
and I wanted to read it for you. It's not a long article, um, but it's it was released on doo, 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 excuse me, May 29th, 2016. So just she just released the abuse accusations on the 27th, if you remember, um, after they'd split. So Doug said, it's almost 4 a.m. and I can't sleep, not even dozing off. Today, a friend of mine was plurid in the press for domestic violence. Coupled with a picture of his wife with a bruise, he was murdered on social media. I watched it happen and I didn't say a fucking word, even though I knew it was bullshit. We'd watched it build like this since before they were married. We'd watched her manipulate and fuck with him for years. We didn't say a word. To each other, yes, but never to him. When your friend is in an awful, abusive relationship, man or woman, and you you risk weighing in that that counterpart is a demon, you know the odds are that they will jump right back into the fire and then dump you from their life for being honest. Most of us have been on both sides of this coin, choosing to be blinded or removing the people who have clearer eyes that can guide you. The fact that Hollywood and the entertainment industry at large Fuck, society as a whole turns a blind eye to domestic violence is abhorrent. But the tides have turned in such a way that a mere allegation that such a crime occurred leaves the person accused as guilty without due process. My girlfriend Bingo and I have known Johnny Depp for a few years now, and we've watched Amber Heard fuck with him at his weakest, or watched him at his weakest from being fucked with for the entire time that I've known him. And we didn't say shit because he's Johnny Depp and we didn't want to be thrown out of the circle for saying that the emperor was being stripped of his clothes. It is in my place to name people who agreed with us, but I couldn't name one person closely associated with him that didn't feel the same, but nobody said shit to his face. Bingo and I were at Johnny's house for most of that Saturday until just before the alleged assault. We assumed initially that his dwar mood was because of his own mother's death the day before but he opened up in the most vulnerable way that it was not only his mother, but that Amber was now going to leave him threatening to lie about him publicly and in every possible duplicious way. If he didn't agree to her terms, blackmail is what I would imagine other people might put it, including the manner in which he is now being vilified. We stopped not saying shit. Bingo and I together and then separately told him how much we were aware of this manipulative asshole and how his closest circle had all agreed on this since the day that we met and that we all feared that telling him might outright alienate us from all. Love makes you do funny things. I told him the truth and I half expected to be asked to leave, but I wasn't seeing Johnny Depp. I saw the naked emperor and we told him to get dressed. Other people came in and out during that afternoon, all verifying that we'd been cowardly, saying things behind his back for so long. He seemed dumbstruck that nobody had come clean about this, and he thanked everyone for being honest. He still pronounced his love for Amber, but was presciently aware that she was going to pull off some kind of ruse to fuck him over. He hadn't slept in days with anxiety. You'd call him paranoid if you didn't know any better. But he knew better, and he was right. As he finally felt like he could sleep, we left him. From what we now read in the news, later that night, the police were called to his house. Oh, I guess it must have been the 21st that Saturday before the next Saturday. Police were called to his house for domestic dispute. Finding no criminal act had occurred and no signs of physical abuse, the police left. Everything Johnny had told us that she'd been threatening had actually come to be. 
It blew up in the news, raced through the internet like a plague, and blew up on Twitter like it was a McMartin child abuse scandal. We'll, we'll be talking about that when we talk about satanic panic. People are swarming with torches on social media. I watched it all happen again ahead of time, and I watched it come to fruition today, and I haven't been able to sleep again because I didn't say shit to defend him. Why? Because I felt like defending him, I would just come across as a psychophant trying to attach myself to a sensationalized story in order to further my career, a latter-day Cato Kalin. And now the sun is coming up. I realize not saying shit to defend him is far a far worse crime of ego to leave a friend hanging so you don't look like a suck-up. I and the we that were there aren't suck-ups or apologists. We are witnesses. I don't jump. I didn't jump into the fray because I was weak. It was because I didn't want to look like a name dropper. I'll name drop now. Johnny Depp is my friend. But any of my friends will tell you I will always call them out on their bullshit. Abusing women is bullshit. Johnny doesn't abuse anyone. And he told me that day ahead of time that she would pull some kind of shit like this. Johnny Depp got used, manipulated, set up, and made to look like an asshole. And he saw it coming and didn't or couldn't do anything to stop it. He may never talk to me again for saying it, but I'd never forgive myself for not coming to his defense out of fear or ego. I stand up for my friends and I tell the fucking truth. Fair and honest. I mean, like he did just come out with everything he has to say about it. Like that sucks that he, yeah, didn't feel like he could come and say anything to Johnny, like, or that he would lose him as a friend. And I know that's the case. Like when you see, friends going through things like yeah you yeah. have to like be careful about the right time the right message all of that but yeah and I'll, I'll even say after being in an abusive relationship um when I was with my partner like my mom told me countless times I needed to drop him like a bad habit and for two years I didn't um and you just don't see it when you're in it you don't see it and it sucks because then you get out of it and you're like oh my god what a waste of time and energy and ab- emotional and physical abuse i went through you just don't see it until you're out um so yeah um you can even tell from the wedding photo i sent you earlier um the bride has more on her side than the groom the only person he had on his side was jack his son his youngest yes. yeah but I think Amber phrased it in such a good way. Yes, but I want to make, I have those four years no matter what. But I fought for that wedding. And we had that wedding. A beautiful wedding. For what? If we don't, I want to, like, it means something. That there's some. Yeah. It did mean something. And it does mean something. And I didn't get married to you to fucking. fucking, you know, 17 more fights and it's fucking over with. We got married. I knew the fucking fights weren't going to stop, but I thought maybe it would it would curb them a little. I want the security back. I freak out. I freak out. I cannot make normal decisions, calm decisions, or ones from the heart where I'm thinking of you more than me when I feel like you're splitting on me all the time when the marriage is on a rock. I make the same mistake about throwing our marriage around. I won't do it again. I'm not going to do it again. Okay? Please. I'm not. I promise. 
Um, so yeah, the marriage that she worked so hard to make happen. I don't know why she was working so hard to make a marriage happen. I don't know. Did she mean wedding? And she's like, oh, the wedding. I worked so hard on the wedding. Beautiful. Obviously, she worked hard on to make this marriage happen. Yeah. yeah. But then like she has the also the I mean, and then poor Johnny, he says like, you know, um, he thought that the wedding would curve the fights. And yeah, I thought those fights. Yeah. That was telling as well. So, yeah, it's um, what a mess, man. Um, so that's kind of. All I have on the wedding of Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. Um, But it was like, I feel like a lot to unpack. Um, And there was a lot of evidence to kind of pull up with it and everything. And And how long were they actually married before shit went down? A little over a year. So they got married February 2015. Oh, maybe a little bit more. Um, And then they were, she filed for divorce in may of 2017 so yeah a little over a year gotcha or 2016 excuse me 2016 so yeah yeah 2015 to 2016 so yeah crazy it's crazy yeah so i can't believe that invitation was real thing i know (laughs) so insane i know i know and i mean we're going to get into there's the Kate James statement. Kate James would be fired shortly after this wedding. Um, I, I mean, Whitney Heard gets kicked out of the penthouses and that leads to a lot of lies like coming to light and a, like a letter even being written to the court. Um, so it's just this kind of like backs up a lot of stuff, but I do think it's telling that. And I had even sent you, there was that clip um, with Amber where her, she had said her friends often warn her new partners that she can go trailer park real quick. Oh yeah. Cause she was, she slapped her partner in the airport, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then wasn't prosecuted at all for that. Mm-hmm. But like to that point, it's like, well, obviously like, I don't, what is it? You're, you become more and more like your friends kind of thing. I mean, she, her friend IO is out here hitting people and wedding party and it's a joke. It's funny. Yeah. It's crazy that that behavior is so normalized for their group. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it does speak to how they were brought up. And I know when we get into Whitney's own statements, um, that kind of becomes a thing of like how they were brought up and and their father, David Heard, and kind of like what was going on there. But I mean, you've got to be the one to kind of break that cycle. You've got to be the one to recognize. And I mean, obviously, from the recording we listened to, she does know she's, a you know, her temper is an issue. Yeah. Um, and she, yeah, she needs to get it on. um lock but it seems like she uses it more for manipulation than anything else yeah but. she uses it as a threat threat she like weaponizes it like you better do what i want or i'm gonna freak out like, yeah yeah and we see it more and more like every situation but i'm surprised with it being a wedding that there wasn't a magnum of champagne this time <laughs> no issues with the magnum because <laughs> i look up how big a magnum is and it's um two bottles of champagne it's like a double size make it a double mm-hmm. Yeah, actually. But I tell you last night, um, I was rereading the script to my mother and that that article by Doug Stanhope, it made me tear up, like reading it aloud. Um, just like I, I've been there. I've been in that relationship where you don't listen to your friends, you don't listen to your family. And it just like every time I get into this situation, literally, and then like listening to the recordings, because there's over two hours worth of recordings between the couple and we we linked it in first parts but we can link it again um for you to listen to as a whole um obviously with brian he's biased for johnny talked about that a lot um that brian fella incredibly average on youtube 
Um, but um, you can listen to the recordings in full and it always gives me like a, I'm like reminded of my ex. Like it's like, it's the same type of manipulation tactics. It's the same thing. And, and it's crazy to listen to. Yeah. It's really sad to hear Johnny in that little snippet settling for set, like saying like, I knew the fights were bad. I didn't think we'd get married and not fight. Like I thought it would curb the fights. It's like, Oh my gosh, this is so normal for you. You're you too. Yeah. That you're fighting this much. Yeah. So (sighs) how was your champagne on this glorious celebration of these? Well, yeah, I know. Um, mine's a, it's good champagne. I don't know how to taste and differentiate good champagne from not good champagne. Um, this is good. I don't either. I, I enjoyed mine actually. And I'm not even like a white wine drinker, so it yeah. wasn't as drying, you know, as some of them. I think mine was a little bit sweet or something. Yeah. Citrusy. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. No, but until next time I have a whole list now of Johnny stuff that we're going to be diving into, but I definitely thought we needed a little backdrop for their wedding to kind of see where we were at, you know, at the beginning yeah. of the end, I really do think their, their, their marriage was the beginning of the end of this whole situation. And it really did escalate things not only between them, but be- between family and friends too. Well, yeah, because I mean, because they're like, don't do it. Like, yeah. and she said in that little snippet too, that she thought it would be like secure security for her or like giving, giving her more like security in the relationship and, it's like that is not why you get married. Yeah. No, there's a part of her clip too. Um, if you listen to the full two hour like version that's online, I've listened to it a couple of times now. And um, there is a portion in that where she starts talking about how whenever they get in fights or anything and she feels she has to like leave, she has to go get a hotel and she can't afford it and blah, 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 blah. And she says, she starts to bring up the fact that the houses aren't our house. Like the penthouse isn't our, it's not ours. It's not, you know, so it's not my place. I can't just stay there because it's not just my place. And literally listening to that, it made my skin crawl because all I could think was she's trying to get her name on the lease. That's what she's doing right now. Like I can hear it. Yeah. Yeah, She's sitting there and she's like, we don't have our place. It's your place. It's your, and he says to her, he says, but Amber, they're your places too. You're we're married. Like that's, your home too. And she's like, no, but it's not like officially. And I was like, this girl, she's just trying to put her name on everything you've got, man. She didn't even sign a prenup. Like my God, that's crazy. And then to hear, cause like we dove into the lawyers, um, what I would say was an extortion letter <laughs> last time. And the same thing with the Rover. She's like a, my Rover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like that whole thing. And, and it was to hear Doug, echo that of like this is literal like she had a list of demands and if he didn't acquiesce those requests then you know good luck with your career and i mean honestly so many roles gone um you know who knows where he would have been had this all not come out well yeah he fell off the face of the of holly off the map um because he's basically blacklisted after all this yeah, he's a persona persona non grata is that how they say it when in hollywood now like nobody wants him in anything anymore um, so yeah, crazy but wow. yeah, on that terrible and horrible note, as usual, we're going to be putting in the description, um, uh, you know, links to, um, domestic violence hotlines. Whenever we talk about a case like this, we always like to link those down below just so that if you are in a similar situation, you do have resources that you can go to. And it's not just a hotline. It does talk about a plan to leave. That's something I really like to push because 
when it comes to leaving a domestic violence situation, um, you really need a safe plan to leave because that is the most dangerous time for you. Um, so make sure you check that out and be safe out there. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I know for myself, since transitioning to a working-from-home environment, the importance of taking care of your own mental health. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You'll be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Now, it's not a crisis line and it's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online. The service is available for clients worldwide, and you can log into your account anytime, day or night, to message your therapist. It's more affordable than traditional in-person therapy, and financial aid is available. You can visit their website and read other clients' testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash ITT, that's better, H-E-L-P, and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And for listeners of Innocent Told Tipsy, you can go to their website and get an additional 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash ITT. That's betterhelp.com slash ITT. If you have a true crime or something you want us to talk about, we're going to be putting that in the description as well, an email on how to reach us with that information. And um, yeah, make sure you like, rate, subscribe, share, do all the things so that you don't miss a true crime or another Johnny Depp episode from us. But until next week, cheers. Cheers. Huda Media Production. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500.